Hi, so we're uh, with Aaron Kramer from uh, BSR, the president and CEO of BSR, a global uh, leading uh, ESG sustainability organization based in San Francisco. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Momo. Good to be with you. Likewise, and, and we see the bridge, so there's, there's the whole proof that you're actually there, can't fly away <laughs> during COVID. So Aaron, thanks for joining us. Uh, you have a very, uh, I would say, wide global perspective uh, from the state, but BSR works globally. Uh, so how is, how is you know, corporate America or, or the global corporation are coping and, and, and sort of facing COVID, obviously sustainability is G-wise? Yes, well, we are global, but we are intensely local these days um, uh, <laughs> due to COVID. Yeah. Um, but yes, our, our team works around the world, offices in, in the US, Asia, and Europe. Um, you know, it's been a remarkable year, obviously. And um, the phrase that we've been using has, is meet the moment, build the future, that there are some very urgent needs, um, public health needs, economic dislocation, uh, in the United States in particular, while it's not related directly to COVID, obviously racial justice has become significantly more important. So there are some very urgent needs with a lot of people facing uh, a lot of, a, a lot of uh, very direct uh, and acute challenges. And I think it's been great to see businesses step up, whether it's um, repurposing factories to deliver personal protective equipment, to changing the, the benefits that they offer to workers, relief packages in global supply chains, a whole range of ways that uh, I think business has stepped up. But it's the build the future part that I think is most interesting because uh, this pandemic will pass at some point. It will have lasting damage for a long time, but the fact is that um, the challenges that we're facing today, the long-term challenges, are, are there and they've accelerated. So climate change is accelerating. Changes in the nature of work and the availability of work, um, that is, uh, is accelerating. The drive for uh, more diverse and inclusive workplaces and societies, um, that is accelerating. Uh, interest in ESG investing, that is accelerating. So 2020 has been a disruptive year but I think it may be remembered by history as an accelerator as much as a disruptor. And in that regard, some of the core elements of uh, the sustainability world and sustainable business have become even more important. And um, much to my pleasure, um, something that I'm not sure I would have predicted back in March when the scope of the pandemic first became fully clear is that sustainability has become more important over the course of the last nine months, not less important. And I think that is a strong signal about what the future is going to bring. And, and you know, that's fascinating. We also see that acceleration. It's, it's quite amazing. Occasionally, it's, uh, you know, kind of formally. Uh, occasionally, it's, you kind of sense it, even though it's not necessarily the language that, that we that we would speak or, or the terms that we would use. But why, I mean, why the acceleration? I mean, what, what's your sort of obviously initial explanation for that? Well, one is when it comes to business, business is already in a period of great disruption and every industry sector was changing. Um, companies were thinking about what their core offer to the world was. How do they do business? What does employment look like? As someone from one of our member companies put it to me, 
because of COVID, our five-year plan is now a 12 to 18-month plan because standing still just doesn't make any sense with, with, with all of this change. So part of it is that the underlying business disruption that was already present is just moving more quickly and businesses often um, take the, the, I don't know if opportunity is the right word, but, but, um, but say, well, if the world is changing, if the economy is changing, we're going to accelerate our strategic shift. So part of it has to do with that. Part of it is that um, I think we've all had a reckoning in, in the public and with our governments about uh, things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, things like um, the need to have more flexible uh, workplaces, things like the new skills that are needed for a 21st century economy. And so those are all things that all of us are experiencing in our daily lives, and we are uh, essentially expecting or demanding uh, that our employers, that businesses, uh, take on. So that's a second dimension, the cultural dimension mm -hmm. of it. The third, let's just talk about natural resources. And when it comes to climate, when it comes to biodiversity, um, we can see the changes that are reshaping our world, the, the extreme weather that's happening. I live in California. We have had utterly unbreathable air for weeks at a time in, in California. This is not normal or, or has not historically been normal, but is becoming much more familiar to us. And so the need to address climate is, is, is better understood. And uh, when it comes to biodiversity, there's a lot of, uh, many scientists will say that um, so-called zoonotic diseases, diseases that arise from the animal kingdom are going to come more often with humans disrupting the natural environment. Well, yeah. uh, COVID-19 has shown us just how devastating that, that can be. So I think it's the natural world, it's the way we experience things culturally um, and, and in our daily lives, and then it's the need for business change. All of those things are contributing to an acceleration of change. Yeah, and that's, that's a very powerful, and I mean, obviously, uh, I think there was a lot of seeding, as, as you've mentioned, and, and apparently that seeding uh, uh, is kind of flourishing, I think, in the face of the crisis uh, uh, on the side of the business sector. Um, we've been, you know, we've been dis discussing quite a lot along the years, the balance between um, inclusive growth, uh, uh, inequality, and climate change, basically. And, and I've sort of noticed uh, the uh, your opening remarks at the, the recent BSR conference, obviously it was virtual. Uh, you've, you've again spoke about that. Do you see a sort of a rise in, in dealing with inequality uh, on the part of, of global or US-based uh, uh, corporations? Well, COVID has shown how important inclusive um, economies are. We can see that different populations are being affected differently by the, the virus. And so it has revealed some of the flaws. Uh, and we know also that even before COVID, income inequality was a very large issue um, and, and right around the world, certainly in the US, in Israel, but also in some of the rising economies in the global south. So this is a global problem and it demands uh, solutions. Um, we have been advocating for the business playing a strong role in building 21st century social contracts, looking at the purpose of business, long-term value creation, looking at uh, career development and skill development that enables people to thrive and businesses to thrive, looking at a social safety net uh, that is fit for the 21st century. Our safety nets are still 
frankly, um, based on realities that no longer exist, that gener were generated in the second half of the 20th century. Looking at the energy transition and making sure that people are able to thrive as jobs are disrupted as we go through a transition to net zero. Uh, and then finally, looking at technology and how can we make technology work for people uh, consistent with uh, consistent with human rights and privacy principles. So we think that's really important. I would say that some businesses have made a start, but that it's very early days. I think that more attention to, um, to executive compensation uh, is in order, more attention to how uh, maybe some marginalized communities that have not uh, been able to participate in uh, econ economic activity and wealth creation is a big problem in the United States. The wealth gap between white Americans and people of color is massive. So there's a lot of work to be done. There's more recognition of this, but I think it is, if you were to compare it to some other elements of the sustainability agenda, climate, for example, I, I don't think that we are yet moving as quickly as, as we need to. Yeah, I, I would also say that, you know, we have we have quite a critical mass, I think, of businesses dealing with climate and, and maybe we'll get there in a second. Just to conclude on on, on inequality issues, which I, I, I fully agree with you. Do you see any emerging sort of inspiring um, uh, sort of response from business to that? Do you see any emerging uh, maybe the next generation of businesses tackling inequality, uh, looking at the past months and, and the effects of COVID? You know, I'd like to give you, I'm an optimist by nature. I'd like to give you an optimistic answer, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's early. There are certainly some okay. examples. You know, if you see a big company like Danone becoming uh, the French version of a B Corp, um, they now have in their charter a different set of objectives. That's very, very promising. You see a number of companies uh, looking uh, to do skill development in the United States, companies like Starbucks, companies like AT&T, uh, who are looking to do skill development uh, differently. In Germany, you see companies trying to employ uh, recent migrants to Germany uh, who, who have a hard time getting a good start in the German economy. So there, there are examples, but I think it is far from systematic. It is much more anecdotal at this point. And, mm -hmm. and therefore, I think there's a lot more work that needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in this case, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting moving to climate change. We've been, again, through our talks along the year, we've, we've obviously mentioned that climate change is less of a, I mean, it is sort of dealt with in the Israeli market, but it's not as, as kind of uh, passionate uh, as you would find, uh, uh, I think, the movement in, in the global Sort of economy. I think, by the way, inequality and inclusive growth are this kind of uh, it's kind of reverse. But how are we doing with climate change? In a way, you could have imagined that people would say, uh, you know, we need to deal with health now. We need to deal with immediate issues. But nonetheless, it seems that climate is even taking even I would say greater momentum, uh, at least from from this end. Business action on climate change is possibly one of the best news, the best examples of good news in 2020, in a year when we've had to, a lot of good Good to have some good news. news. Yeah, good to have some good it, news. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the number of companies that have embraced net zero targets uh, just this year is, is growing and growing fast. We're part of a collaboration called Transform to Net Zero, 
uh, with companies including Microsoft and Maersk and again Danone and Unilever and uh, and Wipro from India, Natura and Co from Brazil. So a global coalition looking to um, figure out how business transformation can happen to enable net zero strategies. The number of companies looking at their supply chain scope three efforts is is absolutely massive. Companies investing in, in new technologies it continues to grow. And then the heavy emitters and BP, I think this year and, and to a certain degree Shell, uh, have both made very clear that their fundamental business is going to need to change in some pretty profound ways. So I think there's a lot of momentum behind climate action. The, the investor world is moving very, very rapidly. Asset owners are, are moving and asset managers are moving. And so um, I think you see the, the advance of the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, the TCFD, so that corporate boards are starting to make decisions differently. This is really a systematic change that's really beginning to get great momentum. We have a long ways to go. We, we are not on the trajectory we need to be on. But the underlying sense of momentum that is present is really very strong and I think irreversible. Fantastic. That's definitely good news. And again, I think the seeding of the past years uh, has finally kind of uh, taking a real sort of leap in a way to, to that feeling of a critical mass. Let, let's sort of wrapping up, uh, what would you uh, sort of... Uh, choose as priorities for business for 21 as, as we're, so we're all adapting to this new normal uh, in a way? Well, I think, um, I think business transformation in service of a truly sustainable economy is the North Star. And, um, and as I mentioned earlier, businesses are already transforming because there's so much disruption taking place. So everything from business purpose to corporate governance to uh, capital market rules, listing requirements, um, making sure that these things continue to evolve. That's very important because that creates mm -hmm. the structural change um, that, that we need. Um, and then we ask that businesses think about not only that, but also how they work with their business partners. And we see lots of examples of that already, whether it's on uh, addressing plastics, addressing human rights, addressing diversity, equity, and inclusion. There are limits to what an individual company can do on its own. And then finally, participating in, uh, in shaping policy frameworks is also crucially important. So we ask companies to act, enable, and influence, use all of those mechanisms. And we know what the agenda is. The agenda is an inclusive economy, an economy that's trans, uh, transitioning to net zero, human rights as a core, a core set of principles, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are all the building blocks of the kind of economy that we wanna build. Um, we, we wanna see companies embracing each of those issues and also looking at the connection points between them because you can't have an inclusive economy if you don't address climate. You can't address climate if you don't also consider disparate impacts on, on women on migrants, on uh, otherwise marginalized uh, communities. And so thinking about all of about the agenda, uh, 
looking at each of the, the specific areas that are crucially important, but also looking at the connection points. The companies that do that are going to be the best positioned to succeed. They're going to be the most innovative. They're going to be the most attractive to employers. They're going to attract the growing tide of ESG uh, investors. Um, so this is partly about a sustainable economy, but at this point, Momo, it's really also about what a company needs to do to compete and survive and thrive in our changing world. That's that's I, I would absolutely obviously sign to that. And I think especially the connecting the dots is is really the shift that we have seen. And and we still there's still yet a way to go. But I think when 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 we both started, obviously I a little bit a little bit later than you, but I think that the typical answer would be, you know, that's not our business. That that's that's down the chain. I can't sort of deal with that. And I think we see uh, all of us much more conscious to sort of connecting the dots because a dot that we can't control has sort of made this huge disruption that we are all in. Um, Aaron, th that, that has been really, you know, fantastic and thought provoking. We've all been kind of closed in our own countries for the past eight months. So it's nice to sort of get uh, your, your, your sort of broader uh, perspective. So thank you very much. Thank you, Momo. And um, it's great to be with you virtually. And I really look forward to the day when I can see you in person again, before, hopefully before too long. So stay well, stay healthy. And here's to a, a better 2021. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.